This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd with His Excellency Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today on the program, we're going to take you to Lisbon, Portugal, Walking with the Pilgrims. And it's been a few weeks now, maybe even over a month since World Youth Day 2023 has happened. But Archbishop, I wanted to get a chance to get some of your reflections. We've seen some great posts on social media, mm-hmm. the Archdiocese website, going with our youth here and young adults from the Archdiocese of Portland. So as we talk about this experience with our Holy Father, Pope Francis and over a million people, I think, who eventually attended. Would you please lead us in prayer? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we we thank you and we praise you for all your gifts. We thank you for the gift of this wonderful experience that so many of us had together on pilgrimage to Portugal, to gather together with youth from around the world, to celebrate our faith and the love and the mercy that you have poured out for us in your Son, Jesus. We ask you to be with us during this program and be with our listeners so that we may speak a word to them that will help them to have some of our experience and be inspired by what we all experience there in Portugal. So we place this time, Father, in your hands, as always, asking you to lead us and guide us. On all this we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. O Mary, conceive without sin. Pray for us who have recourse to thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. The theme, and I love this theme, anything that has to do with our Blessed Mm -hmm. Mother, but the scripture from St. Luke, Mary arose and went with haste. And this idea of Mary, you know, rushing after the visitation with the angel to go see Elizabeth and, and the connection with John the Baptist, Elizabeth, you know, the babies in the womb and this this beginning of the 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 message of Jesus. That was really the theme Mm -hmm. for this particular World Youth Day. Yeah, a lot of the uh, um, uh, the preaching, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, focused around that 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 theme. Uh, a lot of what they they we used to call them catechetical sessions, which are on on Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday of of World Youth Days. Uh, there's morning catechesis, and usually these are sessions that are conducted by bishops in various language groups. So a bishop would give a catechesis. Uh, maybe do some Q and A time with the young people, and then celebrate Mass and preach, and then then the pilgrims would be free for whatever events were for the rest of the days. There's usually some evening events, but this year they call them Rise Up sessions. Uh, it was a little different format. Um, I was scheduled to do two. Uh, one of them got canceled the morning of. It was funny because I was all dressed up in my 
bishop gear uh, went downstairs to catch my ride to the catechetical site only to be told that oh didn't they tell you that yours had been canceled mm. uh, uh, there was some confusion about the site and, and they had to simplify things but anyway so I ended up doing one a catechetical session but it was more more um, uh, I guess you could say dialogical it was more in conversation with the young people the, the rise up session I went to uh, you know was 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 uh, in, in one of the parish churches there in English but those catechetical sessions also were, were focused around that theme mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, she, she rose, Mary rose and went in haste, you know, different aspects of it. Uh, but yeah, so it was, I, I would say that, yeah, that was the theme of World Youth Day. But as in past World Youth Days that I participated in, the theme, you know, it's, it's there, but it doesn't like overpoweringly inform mm-hmm. of the time together. It's just, uh, it's just a great time of, of prayer and fellowship, you yeah. know, for, for young people to be together. Give us a little sense, Archbishop, of the community that you traveled with, the pilgrims from the Archdiocese of Portland, just the size of the group and kind of getting ready. I would imagine for many of them, they've never been <laughs> to maybe World Youth Day or even traveling they've overseas. They've never even traveled overseas yeah. Yeah, and for a number of people, for sure. Well, you know, we had uh, we had sort of the official uh, Archdiocesan pilgrimage organized by our Office of Youth uh, uh, Ministry, um, Alexi Torres. Uh, organize that. We, I think we had. About, I think we're 42 in our group, in, including our chaperones. I invited uh, also our vocation director, uh, Father Peter Julia, to go along with us, and we had four seminarians with us. I always like to do that. I always like to have the vocation director and some seminarians on the trip because, you know, young people then get to interact with you know mm-hmm. people who are pursuing a religious and priestly vocation, and and I'm always hoping that you know there might be some inspiration there. So that was our official group, and of course I was part of that group uh, and traveled with the group the whole time. But then we also had a large group from Southern Oregon. I'm told there were about 80 uh, in the group uh, that came up from Southern Oregon, the kind of the Central Point Medford area. Uh, but also the St. John Society, who uh, they they have the pastoral care of two of our uh, campus ministries here at PSU and at, at OSU. Uh, so they, they had a pilgrimage group that they put together, not just from the Archdiocese, either from other places. And they did a pilgrimage to the Holy Land mm-hmm. before they came to Portugal for World Youth Day. And then there's also the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit uh, had a had a group uh, of folks, uh, and of course the missionaries of the Holy Spirit are present in the archdiocese. Their headquarters are here, U.S. headquarters, provincial headquarters are here, and they they take care of uh, uh, you know St. Matthew's Parish in Hillsboro. So yeah, so there were there were various groups from the archdiocese, but the quote unquote of the official group, that, if you want to call it that, that I was with uh, for the duration of World Youth Day was was this group uh, of about forty two or so. Right, and give us a sense acting as spiritual director. Father Peter Julia, as we're there as a priest, being able to kind of talk with people, answer questions, uh, opportunities for confession or spiritual direction. How did that fit into your working Uh, with these pilgrims? Well, you know, I I I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed my time uh, with with uh, the people, the young people on World Youth Day. I, I really did. I, I, it's, you know, it's, I have to say, it's, you know, and we always remind people this when they go to World Youth Day, hey, this is not a vacation. <laughs> no. There's a lot of hardship that goes with this. And there's a lot of walking. There's a lot of heat. There's a lot of sweating. There's a lot of dealing with crowds. There's a lot of getting separated and getting lost and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but I, I made a conscious decision this time. This is my fourth World Youth Day. 
And I, I made a conscious decision this time that I was going to, I always tried to spend as much time as I can, you know, with the pilgrims themselves. But this time I said, I'm going to spend as much time as I absolutely possibly can with the pilgrims themselves. And I actually for, I, I forewent some other things with the bishops uh, that would have pulled me away from the group in order to get in with the bishops group to go to these events. I said, no, I'm, I'm going to go with our people instead. <laughs> you know, God forgive me. You know, I, I see enough of my brother bishops uh, uh, and I have many friends among them. But and I was there for some of those events with my brother bishops. But I really wanted to be just with the pilgrims. Like I, I went to Stations of the Cross this time with the pilgrims. So I walked into the venue with the pilgrims. We found our spot on the grass and put our blankets down and, <laughs> and prayed the stations together, whereas before I would be up there, you know, in my in my cassock and, <laughs> you know, sitting up with, with all the bishops on the podium. Um, and I'm so glad I made this decision mm-hmm. because walking, and I walked with them the, the final day, Saturday, they, they all walk from wherever they're staying. They walk out to the site of the vigil. Uh, on Saturday evening and then stay overnight on the ground in the outdoors for the Mass with the Pope, the final Mass on Sunday morning. And I decided this year I was going to walk with them all the way as far as I could get close to the venue before I had to hop the Metro to, to, to get back. Uh, and it was, the, it, was, it was the walking with them. And it was the conversations that happened along the way. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, I don't know. I, 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 maybe it's coming. I, I relish that. I just love those conversations, especially with young people, because they've got such great questions and they've got such dilemmas uh, and, and things they want to run by you or things they want to kind of pick your brain about. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, quite honestly, as a, as, a, as a bishop, sadly, I don't get to hear confessions as much as I did when I was a priest. And I love the sacrament of penance, and I love to hear confessions. So there were multiple opportunities that I, I had on this pilgrimage to, to hear confessions. And, and I just you know relished those, resp- those, those opportunities, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, yeah, and just to see the, the, the experience of all of this through the eyes of these young people uh, was, was, was amazing to me. And I have to say, you know, I, I always hope that there's a vocation stirrings right. on the trip. And I can say there's three young men that were on this trip ah. uh, that I think were very much inspired by the experience to, to be a little bit more serious about probably thinking about a priestly vocation. In fact, one of the pilgrims before we even left Portugal, had already emailed ahead to the vocations office <laughs> to set up uh, beginning conversations with, with, with Bishop Father Peter when he got back. And Father Peter was with us on the trip, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we always hope for that. But no, it was, yeah, there's a lot of, there were a lot of hardships. There were a lot of moments of really frustration and discomfort and even suffering. But that's what a pilgrimage is. Right. You know, that's life. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, but, the, but then there's the joy. Uh, of of being there together with people from all over the world, you know, I, I had so many experiences. I was after the uh, after the welcoming ceremony when we welcomed the Pope, and that was one that I did do with the bishop. So I was in my cassock, and I was decided after I left the event, I decided to walk back to the hotel rather than take the bus with the bishops back because I learned the the time before that that takes forever. It's quicker to walk because <laughs> I'm walking down the main street in Lisbon, and these two young priests run up to me and they're all excited to see me and they're two young priests from Brazil and they reminded me that I had met them at the last World Youth Day I was at which was in Panama City 
And they were seminarians at the time. Oh. And they had come to the mass that I had celebrated there during World Youth Day. I had celebrated a traditional Latin mass at that time for for the, the group of pilgrims. They had come to that mass. They spoke with me afterwards. They asked my special blessing on them as seminarians for their discernment and perseverance. And they had pictures of me with them <laughs> wow. in Panama City. And now here they are, fairly newly ordained priests. And they recognized me on the street and, and wanted to come up and, and just share a moment together. You know, so I was, I was so pleased because they're newly ordained within a year. Mm-hmm. So I got right down on my knees to, to receive their pre- first priestly blessings. That, that's good for a year. <laughs> yeah. So it's experiences like that. I ran into, uh, I, I was informed that uh, the vocation director for my previous diocese in the Diocese of Marquette was present with a group of young people. And they were trying to connect with me so that they could, they could see me. And the vocation director for the Diocese of Marquette is a priest I ordained to the priesthood. Uh, so I had a long relationship with him. And he was traveling with another priest with the group who helps in campus ministry, who's a young man that I accepted as a seminarian mm-hmm. not long before I was transferred from Marquette here to Portland. So now he's a young priest. So we thank they thank for to text and the ability to connect. Yeah. Say, okay, I'm standing by this tree. Can you see this <laughs> sign? You know, we were able to connect, and it was so wonderful to 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 get together and to greet those young people from a place where I used to live, and and to connect again with these priests. And this is it's experience after experience after experience like that that just brings such joy to the celebration. Yeah. And when you talk about that, Archbishop, and you mentioned bringing very good strategy, bring your vocations director with you. But I've heard so many stories of vocations that have come from World Youth Days. And this goes back to Pope St. John Paul II mm-hmm. in the 80s of having these types of a gathering of really stirring up the Holy Spirit in young people as they are questioning, you know, what's my purpose? What has God created me for? And and they get an, a vision of that life as a religious, as a priest, um, as a consecrated brother or sister, that's powerful. Yeah, you know, the we had a gathering. They always do a U.S. gathering, so they have a, a special venue on one of the evenings where they try to gather all of the pilgrims from the United States. And I'm told, I, I think there's some in their neighborhood of 28,000 pilgrims from the United States. Wow. And so they tried to gather as many of them as, as we could in one location. Uh, Bishop Bob Robert Barron spoke. We had Eucharistic adoration. And then at the end, uh, Bishop Ed Burns from Dallas got up, and he gave a little fervorino about vocations, you know, and he was building to a vocations call, so to speak. But he, I think the statistic was, I may not get this right, but I think the statistic he quoted was that of young priests and religious of a certain age who have been around since St. John Paul II started World Youth Days, 85% of them had been to a World Youth Day. Wow. And you will talk to priests of a certain generation Mm -hmm. in this country who will trace the Mm -hmm. planting of the seed of their priestly vocation to World Youth Day in Denver. I think it was 1995, if I'm remembering right. But priests around who would have been ordained in the years following that mm-hmm. World Youth Day attribute their vocation to the priesthood to that World Youth Day in Denver. It sparked something mm-hmm. in them. It sparked something in the church in the United States. Actually, it's actually sparked something in Denver. 
uh, because a lot of apostolates and that yeah. have, have risen up and, and located in Denver, actually. And I, and so, yeah, so at the end of that, you know, he kind of, a lot of people were, were, were standing, of course, and they, uh, so he kind of asked everybody to sit down, Bishop Burns did, so that we could have the stand up for anybody in the crowd who, who thought they might have a priestly or religious vocation to, to consecrated life. And a lot of young people stood up. And I, I of course, I was looking at, I was looking at the, I, I could get an eye shot of the, the, the place where our pilgrims were from the Archdiocese of Portland. And unfortunately, I didn't have a very good view <laughs> to see who was standing up. So I, I knew Bishop Peter or Father Peter Julia, the vocation director, was with him. So I texted Father Peter Julia and I said, take note of who's standing up. <laughs> you know, and he started sending me pictures that he had been taking yeah. of some of the pilgrims who stood up. And yeah, these are some of the young young men that that I've already been in conversation with uh, two mm-hmm. that that uh, that are, are, are I think are going to be vo- uh, seminarians for us at some right. point. So yeah, so it, yeah, the vocations piece is, is big because I think the young people there's something very inspiring about being with young people from all over the mm-hmm. world. I mean, they're estimating at that final mass with Pope Francis, there was 1.5 million young people there. When you realize you're part of something so big mm-hmm. and that the faith is alive, the church is alive, and the church is young, um, I think it gives a lot of these young people the courage, the, the, the inspiration to, to go forward with something maybe that they have felt tugging in their heart that maybe God is calling them. Right. And when, they, when they're inspired in a setting like this, it can, it can really move their hearts to, to respond to the Lord's grace. Mm-hmm. As you had those conversations, Archbishop, walking the miles, all of that, what are the things that you were hearing from these young people? You mentioned the questions or or their view of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, how do they see the Catholic Church from their perspective? Were they bringing some of their thoughts and ideas about how they should fit or maybe feel like they do or don't fit in with the church? You know, with this group of young people, I, I, I think the conversations I had were uh, a varying content and, and subject. I would say I, I didn't pick up. I didn't pick up any conversations that were along the lines of "I'm really struggling with my faith" or "I'm really struggling with the church." Um, you know, maybe that was just by the nature of the, of the folks who would make the sacrifice to be there. That these are already people who are are pretty pretty serious about their faith. But I, a lot of them were just questions about our faith, what we believe. I think there were some questions about some of the social uh, and moral issues that that young people face today in in this culture. You know, uh, where there's confusion about what 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 does the church teach what do we believe and why do we believe these things i think i think mm. I, I don't i don't I, I what i don't sense so much is a questioning and a doubting and a challenging if you will of of church uh beliefs and teachings especially in the moral and social arena but uh, but a desire to understand yeah why does the church teach and believe mm-hmm. these things? And how can I explain these things and defend these things mm-hmm. to my peers who, quite honestly, are not on the same page? Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of those kinds of conversations. There were a lot of questions about um, life, you know, about vocation. You know, I could – and, they, you know, they might not come right out and say it. You know about you know uh, I th- I'm, I'm thinking about the priesthood or I'm thinking about the consecrated life. Although I I, I think some of the young ladies on this on this trip too are very very serious discerners with regard to, to religious consecrated life. Um, but they'll ask it in, in subtle ways like 
you know, Archbishop, how did you know? Yeah. You know, that, that you were called to be a priest, you know, so they're not saying, gee, I think I'm right, might be right. called to be a priest <laughs> and how, how should I know? Archbishop, how did you know? They want to hear mm-hmm. your story. Um, and quite honestly, sometimes you were just having silly conversations, mm-hmm. conversations about sports or about motorcycles or about, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and so sometimes it's just fun to, to just be yourself with these young people. And I think it's good. I think it's good for because I, I've realized that that for some people, oh, the archbishop or, or, or a priest, you know, they're up here on some kind of a pedestal or they're, they're, they're not normal or uh, they're unapproachable. Um, and that's, that's really my goal and intent with being with these young people. Is is so that they know that their shepherd, their spiritual father, their archbishop, is 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 approachable. Is in many ways, not always, but a normal guy, uh, and uh, has interests that that they can relate to actually, and is interested in them, cares about them. I think that you know, I, I give you, uh, I give you an example. You know, when, when we, t- we talked in the last program about the fire down at, at St. Joseph's in Salem, when I went to Mass there on the Sunday following the fire, uh, you know, people came for, even from other parishes just to show their support for the parishioners at, at St. Joseph's. But one of, the, uh, one of the folks that came there was one of the young pilgrims from World Youth Day. And in uh, uh, this young guy and his, and his mom approached me there in the parking lot as I was kind of walking toward the altar. And this kid just lit up, <laughs> just beaming with a big smile wow. because it was like, almost like, oh, there's, there's my friend yeah. who I, I had a great time with in Portugal and, and now we get to reconnect here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got to tease him about, you know, and uh, how has he recovered from World Youth Day <laughs> and his mom was saying, well, yeah, you know, he slept a lot, you know, for the week <laughs> after. And, but the connection mm-hmm. now, this young person now who has spent some time Seeing their their archbishop, his archbishop in a different setting, and had some great conversations and and some personal, you know, kind of connection. Now, this is somebody that I can walk up to yeah. and just smile and say hello to, and knows me, and cares knows I cares about me, and is interested in me, and knows a little bit about me, and and it was it was it was like it was, like, it was kind of fun because it was like connecting from a friend with a friend that you had an experience mm-hmm. with. And it's like, well, nobody else can quite understand the experience unless you've sh- shared it together. When you've shared an ex- and I think that's the thing yeah. that happens here. There's a bonding. Yeah. You share an experience with other young people that, that, that bond you together, that nobody else has had this experience together, but you have had it with these other young people. And I can tell you, after World Youth Day, we had a little, we had a little uh, what do you call them, a WhatsApp group. I'm not big on all the social right. media stuff, but it's a WhatsApp group. So it's a group set up for the pilgrimage. So anybody who's in the pilgrimage or signed up, so they get group messages on, on WhatsApp. After we all got back from World Youth Day, for a long time, people were still communicating with each other on WhatsApp, you know, and, and, and how things are going and joking about their sleep cycles and everything else. And I watched people reconnecting now that mm-hmm. we're on this side of the pond again. Hey, we should get together and do this. Or I'm, anybody interested in going out and having a bite to eat or, or you know, go having a beer, you know. And, and so because they've shared an experience together mm-hmm. that will, I think, forever in, in some way, you know, bond them. 
Yeah. And I think you bring out such a great point on a pilgrimage like this. Yes, there's this building of the faith, but there's building of relationships. And when you're building with the shepherds, my priest, my mm-hmm. bishop, wow, that that's connecting with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And how beautiful is that? Well, yeah, you know, and I, I, I just, I know that, you know, uh, and maybe personality-wise, too, I, I, I sometimes can maybe, especially in the liturgical setting, I know maybe sometimes I can come off a little <laughs> serious, and 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 uh, I've learned that over the years that maybe I don't project the, <laughs> the most approachable demeanor sometimes when I'm at celebrating the Holy Eucharist. Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of aware of that, and maybe in my preaching I'm a little more relaxed. But, but you know, I don't want to be that bishop who's not approachable. Um, you know, I, I think of Jesus. I think of Jesus walking, you know, the uh, the, the pathways and the streets of, of the Holy Land and, and of Nazareth and uh, Capernaum and Galilee and, and Jerusalem. Um, you know, he walked with the people. He inter- interacted with the people. Um, you know, and this is something I think Pope Francis really, really gets right is, is this idea of accompaniment. And walking with your people, you know, as he puts it, getting the smell of the sheep on them. And I, I, can, I can tell you, after all the sweating that we <laughs> were doing, we, <laughs> we all had uh, a little bit of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – to me, it's, it's, a, it's, an, it's, it's a lot of work, yes. It's, it's hard in some ways, but it's so rewarding. And I, I tell you, I just, I just came away from the whole experience very emotionally even, humanly uplifted – uh, just to have been able to spend that kind of time and, and getting to know some of these pilgrims and, and knowing that, that, that they know that uh, their archbishop loves them and, and cares about them and is interested in them. Uh, I, I think that, that, that hopefully will, will bear great fruit in their lives of faith, that, that it will help strengthen their and solidify their relationship with Jesus and especially with the church. Yeah. You know, that young people are so... Uh, in at risk, if you will, of 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 falling away from the life of the church, and I think they need to know that they are the church. The church is young. Uh, that 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 they are the church, not just of the future. They're the church of now, and the church loves them and 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 cares about them now, and needs to involve them in, in, in now. Yeah. So needs I, their I think it's yes. yeah, and I think that's the message that the Holy Father gives to them. Mm-hmm. You know, together with the Pope. The supreme yes. shepherd of the church is just is just amazing, you know, with all these hundreds of bishops from all over the world and uh, hundreds of priests from all over the world and all these young people from all over the world to gather and celebrate the Eucharist uh, with the successor of St. Peter is amazing. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned so many of the ministries who here in the Archdiocese of Portland, the Missionaries of the Holy Spirit, the campus ministry work with the St. John Society and the Sisters. I mean, there's so many groups that continue to reach out to our young adults. And I think YCP, our young Catholic yep. professionals, so many are, are looking for that purpose and plan. And we know it's in Jesus Christ. So I want to just invite our listeners to continue to pray for those pilgrims because they're discerning their next stage in life. And Our Lady, I know, is going to be a big part of that as well. So uh, with that, Archbishop, would you please help us close yes. in prayer? And I, I ask this this blessing upon all of the, all of our listeners, but any of our listeners who are part of any of the pilgrimages to World Youth Day, uh, either this last one or past ones, a special blessing on you as well. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. 
Amen. And we thank you for listening and tuning into the program today. We invite you to join us again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may God bless you. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.